So the first lesson is that there is value in education and experiences you allow yourself to have when you give yourself the opportunity to be open to exploring a variety of different things. There's value in learning alongside other people who have different interests than you. There's value in engaging with different perspectives of different people and letting yourself just have an experience without putting the pressure on yourself to make that experience define the entire rest of your life. Welcome to the Strong Sassy Single Mom Podcast. I'm Josie Smith. I'm a single mom of teens, personal growth junkie, entrepreneur and business owner, writer, creator, and coach. You don't have to be a single parent to get value out of this podcast, but if you are, I'm here to remind you that you're not alone in the journey. And I'm here to help you remind yourself who you are, to reclaim your identity, and grow your confidence as a parent, to help you with the strategies to manage your time, your finances, and your personal relationships to help you rediscover yourself beyond the roles you've taken on and to reconnect with yourself on a deeper level so you can create the life for yourself and for your family that you've always dreamed of because you deserve it. In this podcast, you'll find a combination of real tangible strategies you can implement in your life, as well as the tools to help you navigate some of the deep inner work that needs to take place in order to take your identity and your life to the next level. We're digging into all of it. Are you ready? Let's do it. Hey guys, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know the drill. If you're new here, just a heads up. You might hear some language in some of these episodes, and if you have small kids around and that bothers you, Now's the time. Grab your headphones. Real quick, I want to let you know that my brand new 30-day purpose journal is now available. This journal was written to help you reconnect with yourself so you can realign with your purpose and reignite your dreams. And this journal is for anyone who is looking to start a simple journaling practice that's also very effective and very purposeful. The morning and evening journaling prompts are designed to help you get super deep, super fast. Because I know you're busy. I know many of you are moms. I know many of you have jobs. I know many of you are aspiring entrepreneurs and you recognize the importance of having some sort of journaling practice or morning and evening routine. And you know how important it is to set aside a little piece of your day just for you so that you have the energy and the ability to pour into everyone around you. But you've also got a lot going on and you have to prioritize your time and use your time wisely. So I wrote this journal to be very intentional while also only taking you 10 or 15 minutes at a time to work through. So check it out. I'll leave a link in the show notes. All right, now let's get right into today's episode. So my daughter is finishing up her second semester of college, and it's been a year of a lot of lessons. 
for both of us, really. I mean, I can't speak for her, but it's definitely been a year of a lot of lessons for me. So today, what I want to share with you are three lessons I've learned in my daughter's first year of college. And I'm just going to jump right in. The first lesson, college may not be for everyone, but there's value in the education and experiences that you have in college, even if you really don't know what you want to do. If you've been in the entrepreneurial space for any amount of time, you know there are so many people, coaches, speakers, experts, who like to remind us that college isn't necessary for everyone. Unless you want to be a doctor or a lawyer or an accountant or something that actually requires a degree anymore, there are so many ways you can create a career or a business or something for yourself where a degree isn't going to really be necessary or sometimes even helpful. A lot of people spend four or five years working toward a degree only to realize a few years into their career that they actually hate what they're doing, but they feel stuck because they spent all that time and all that money on their education and on that degree that they worry if they leave their career, a career that they hate, that those four or five years will have been a waste, that all that money would have been a waste. So instead of risking feeling like they wasted four or five years on college, they go ahead and waste the next 50 years staying in a career that they hate. And I think I think the mindset we have around college is why so many people, entrepreneurial people especially, argue against it. If you go into it with the mindset that at the age of 17 or 18, you know exactly what you want to do for the rest of your whole entire life, and that the next four or five years, you're going to spend setting yourself up to do that one thing you think you want to do for the rest of your life, that's the problem. That's the disconnect. But if you go into college with the mindset that this is a great opportunity for you to explore things you might be interested in, to see if they actually click for you, if you actually enjoy them as much as you think you will, if you go into college with an open mind instead of confining yourself to a box that you've decided you're going to stay in for the whole entire rest of your life, then you open yourself up to so many more possibilities. The value in college is that you have the freedom to explore, to try new things, to see what you enjoy and what you don't. My daughter started the beginning of, of, of her first year with one particular declared major. And through taking two semesters of classes, engaging with different teachers, different students, different classes, she's found that some of the things that she was initially super excited to learn, she actually didn't enjoy at all. And some of the things she was unsure about or even a little nervous about turned out to be things that she was actually really skilled at. And she ended up enjoying things she never expected to enjoy. And she's planning to change her major just a little bit to be more in alignment with the things she's actually found interest in. So the first lesson is that there is value in education and experiences 
you allow yourself to have when you give yourself the opportunity to be open to exploring a variety of different things. There's value in learning alongside other people who have different interests than you. There's value in engaging with different perspectives of different people and letting yourself just have an experience without putting the pressure on yourself to make that experience define the entire rest of your life. The second lesson I've learned through my daughter's first year of college is don't negatively influence someone else's perspective of their own experience. Let me explain. So my daughter is an art major. I believe her actual major is digital media or digital art or something along those lines. And I warned her at the beginning of her first semester, regardless of your major, but especially if you're going to be in the art department, you're going to have to take an art history class or possibly even multiple art history classes. And they are brutal. I went to college. Art history was the worst class I ever took. Like, I love learning. I love school. I can find enjoyment in just about any kind of class. History was a class I always enjoyed. But art history? Nope. You throw art into history and I am done. I'm over it. It was the worst. And so I told her, maybe get that class over with as soon as possible if you can. Just take it and get it over with because you're going to hate it. Because I know she doesn't even like regular history. So I knew she would hate art history even more than I did. So she took my advice and she signed up for an art history class her very first semester. And I would ask her every day that I knew she had art history, I would ask her, so how bad is it? And she started out at the beginning of the semester telling me how boring it was, how much memorization there was, how the teacher would rush through the slides, and she felt like she didn't have enough time to take down all the notes, and she was nervous for the tests and the quizzes because it was a lot to remember. And I would tell her, just be glad you're getting it over with. Once you finish this semester, this class will be over and you'll never have to take it again. Except that with her major, she actually needed to take a second art history class, but it was the same sentiment, just take it next semester, get it over with, and you'll never have to do it again. And I kept asking her throughout that first semester how that class was going because I knew how awful it was. But I started noticing as the semester went on, her responses got a little less negative and then a little more less negative until one day, almost to the end of the semester, she said, you know, now that I really think about it, it's not that bad of a class. Actually, it's a little bit interesting. And then fast forward into second semester, the one she's wrapping up right now, she enrolled in her second art history class. And this time, I decided to keep my mouth shut, to not project my own feelings about that horrendous class onto her. And instead, I just asked her throughout the semester how the class was going. And one day she told me, you know, one day I just realized of all the classes I'm enrolled in and all the classes I've taken so far, the one I look forward to the most is actually my art history class. You guys, when she said that, I felt terrible 
because I had convinced her at the beginning of her first semester that this was going to be such a horrible class. She went into that class with such a negative mindset about how it was going to go. She didn't even get to enjoy that first semester as much as she would have without me trying to tell her how she was supposed to feel. My own negative feelings about that class caused her to have negative feelings about the class that she wouldn't have had without me putting them in her head. So the second lesson from my daughter's first year of college, keep your negative feelings to yourself and let people have their own experiences and come up with their own opinions about things and let it be okay that someone else's experience and someone else's opinions don't have to align with mine. And the third and final lesson, well, it probably won't be the final lesson, but for the purpose of this podcast and for this year so far, the third and final lesson from my daughter's first year of college is to be open to people's guidance and mentorship without feeling the need to actually have to take everything they say as truth and without feeling the need to have to take every single suggestion and run with it because they won't all necessarily be in alignment. So like I said earlier, my daughter is an art major, but she noticed that every art class she's taken, aside from art history class, she actually hasn't enjoyed at all. She disliked one of them so much that she actually dropped it. So she realized that she was going to want to change her major before registering for classes for next year, but she wasn't really sure what she wanted to change it to. Well, there's also a lot of gen ed classes you need to take for any degree. And this semester, she's taking an English comp class. And in English comp, you write a lot of papers. She's apparently doing really well in this class. And in one of the latest papers she turned in, the teacher returned it to her with a note on the front, have you ever considered being an English major? She hadn't considered being an English major, but she did start to do some research about what she could possibly do with an English degree, should she choose to switch. Then not even a week later, she received a note from her art history teacher that pretty much said the same thing. Have you ever considered being an art history major? And she said, see me after class if you'd like to discuss. And well, if you caught that part of the story from a few minutes ago, apparently she actually does enjoy art history. But she really wasn't sure if that was something she wanted a degree in. So she did some research on that too. She had two different teachers, people who could potentially be mentors, recognize some very different strengths in her and point them out to her. And rather than shutting either of them down or trying to do all of it all at once just because someone said she should, she took some time on her own to explore both of them and figure out what felt in alignment with her. And as a side note, what a value it is to have someone recognize a strength in you and take the time to point it out to you because now she has this awareness of these strengths and validation that someone else actually pointed them out and it's not something in her own mind or something that her mom told her. There's a little bit of credibility there having come from the places they came from and she can trust that there's value in their opinions. But she can also choose how she wants to take that information, how she wants to take those opinions, and 
how she wants to integrate those strengths into her options moving forward. Ultimately, I believe she's actually going to change her major to art history. But she also has this knowledge that she has this other strength when it comes to writing. She doesn't have to make that her whole entire focus, but she can carry that knowledge and that awareness with her moving forward. And if opportunities come up that would incorporate that particular skill set, she can have the confidence to know that she has skills in that area also. So the third and final lesson that I've learned from my daughter's first year of college is to be open to people's guidance and mentorship without feeling the need to actually have to take everything they say and just take off and run full speed with it, to find value in the perspective, but to be able to decide for yourself what that actually means to you. All right, one more thing before I wrap up here. I don't want to forget to tell you a little bit more about my new 30-day purpose journal. This journal was created with the sole intention of helping you reconnect with yourself so you can realign with your purpose and reignite your dreams. And it's the very same journaling practice that I have been following myself for well over the past year. Because once you finally reconnect with yourself, you're then able to realign with your purpose, which will then allow you to know what next steps you need to take in order to start building your actual dream life. Your purpose and your dreams are all inside of you. It's all a part of you. And if you really want to lean into your purpose to live a life that's fully in alignment with your purpose, you have to reconnect with yourself. You have to invest in the relationship you have with yourself. Because when you're disconnected from yourself, you're disconnected from your purpose. In addition to the morning and evening journaling prompts, there's also a goal tracker, a habit tracker, a journaling exercise that's going to really reignite and reawaken those dreams you've maybe been holding on to since before you can even remember those dreams that maybe you've completely forgotten about. Or it's going to help you imagine new dreams. And it's going to give you the roadmap to actually create a life that's going to put you on the path to making those dreams a reality. And a deep reflection exercise at the end of the month that's going to give you so much clarity on not only who you are, but whether or not you're living your life in true alignment with the version of you that you really want to be. So head over to the show notes for a link to the journal. And I'll also share links to the two episodes where I talk a lot more in depth about everything that's actually in the journal. So if you want to do the exact same journaling practice on your own in your own notebook, I give you just about everything from the journal in those two episodes. Because I want to provide you with the tools that are going to set you up to live out your purpose. And the only way to do that is through intentionally reconnecting with yourself. All the links are in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in to the Strong Sassy Single Mom podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, share it with a friend or take a screenshot and share it on Instagram 
and be sure to tag me so I can share you in my stories too. And if anything I talked about today really spoke to you, send me a DM. I'd love to hear from you. As always, it's been an honor to have this conversation with you today. And until next time, you got this.